This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, which we are recording live today. And in this episode, we're talking about how you can create a legacy with your work. And I'm joined today by someone very special. Lisa Wynn is a client of mine, and we have very recently launched the Legacy Creation Podcast to support Lisa's global work in helping change makers make a difference with the work that they're doing. So welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Lisa. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's really exciting. It's been an amazing 24 hours already. So I'm just glad to be here in your space. So yeah, Lisa's show actually went live in Spotify yesterday morning and in our Apple, Apple just late last night. And we've worked together over the last couple of months to make sure that Lisa's message gets amplified, that what she wants to put out into the world is actually what her podcast represents so that you can help those leaders, those people who want to make a difference in the world. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Tell us about who you're working with and and what it looks like for you when we're not in lockdown. Well, that's actually, that's the really interesting thing is before we're in lockdown, what I was doing was flying around the world, working with change makers in Asia, Far East, US, all over the world. And then the the gift, if you like, of last year is to, is to really learn to bring that online and to actually amplify my message from here at home. <laughs> so my work is about working with corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, charity leaders, change makers, you name it, people who are determined to make the world a better place in their own way. But but really, I think my huge aim in all this is, is not so much to wake people up to you need to make a difference in the world, because I only attract people that already know that, who are already passionate about making a change in the world. But there are people who are probably burning themselves out. So we work on helping them to do it in a sustainable way. People who are already passionate about what they want to do but don't know how to do it. So we help them come up with a strategy. Or people who don't even know what the difference is they want to make yet. They just know they have this sort of soul yearning to change the world for the better and don't know where to start. So I'm so lucky I get to work with all flavors of change makers. Tell me about that. Tell me about the different types of people that you're working with, because your work is is global in a way like many people that I come across, people say global, but they actually mean UK and America and Canada. But mm. that's, that isn't entirely global, whereas your work, your work has huge international reach. Yeah, it is truly international. I mean, it's, I, I've stopped counting how many countries, but it's sort of in excess of 100 countries that I've worked with people from. I've been to over 50. So it really is. And it's people who, in fact, most of my clients, their first language isn't even English. It's quite unusual for me to work with somebody who is native English speaker. So that's how lucky I am and privileged I am. So I do a lot of work, I guess in phases. I was doing a lot of work in the Far East before we couldn't go that far. (laughs) Can't go to the Near East now. And 
So sometimes it's a global, it's a national thing. So for instance, in China, there's so much national pain and discomfort. They're in this huge breakthrough space. So it's it's incredible to work with either an organizational, a personal, or a national breakthrough. But but for me, it all contributes to this global breakthrough of humanity saying, let's let's just change the way that we make change. Let's evolve the paradigm of change making. So if someone then realizes that they have this in them, and maybe that's something that they are just literally waking up to. Maybe there's been a shift in their life. Maybe there's been something that's happened that they realize this feeling in me that I have more potential. Actually, it's not just about me and my ego and everything that I want. It's about putting something else out there. Hmm. What are the steps then that you take people through to create a business that enables them to make those changes for other people? Well, I think, you know, as as somebody who's come from a background of that sort of more purist approach to coaching and then adding business coaching on top of that, for me, it's always about finding out where they are, what's their current gap. So is there a gap that they don't know what business they want to start? You know, as you're, you're talking about people who say, hmm, maybe I can do this. That's the first stage is actually helping people to take that starting point, that seedling of self-belief and help them to grow it into somebody who says, you know what, I can do this. I don't even have to know how to do it. How do I do it is usually not the right question. Who do I need to be to make this happen has all this magic and then people step into it and then the how-to starts to evolve. So the first step is usually self-belief and letting go of whatever stories are holding people back. That, so what I'm hearing from you is it's, a, it's about allowing yourself to have that vision of what might be but seeing the potential in yourself first, Mm. because there's often those, and this was very much the case for me. Why am I telling myself that I can't do whatever it is I want to do? And what would happen if I let go of that story? Mm. So tell us a bit about what you've seen and what you've helped nurture in people, where they've gone from. You don't have to share names, but where they've Mm. gone from and what they're now creating in the world. Mm. Lovely question. So, I've worked with, uh, let me tell you about a quite elderly lady in China who um, had never had children and had spent her whole life regretting that she'd never had children. And then discovered in herself through our work together, this desire that it wasn't about having children, it was about nurturing children. And she set up this school in China to help parents to learn to think about their parenting and to parent differently. Mm-hmm. And she now has a best-selling book in China. She has a podcast. <laughs> she is a sought-after speaker, having found that at that stage of her life. It's absolutely incredible. Every time I see her, she looks 10 years younger. Wow. And then I've worked with corporations who are already amazing at how they look after people and want to look after people even better. One of my clients is the world's biggest private company. They have been top employer in China for 10 years, year after year. 
absolutely dedicated to doing more, to evolving the way that corporations look after people. So it's the most incredible span (laughs) of people and organizations that I get to work with. Elisa, I'm really curious as to how how your work has evolved in in China and in the Far East. What we, how did that happen? What's your background, and how did you end up there? Well, I think this is one of the big shifts, and it's one of the things that happened last year. So, my career it's eleven eleven. My career has always been utterly organic. I was actually a physiotherapist. And I got to the stage where people would drive a long way to come and see me, which actually doesn't make sense when you're in pain. (laughs) And they would choose me. They would pay me quite a lot of money, but then they wouldn't take my advice. And that blew my mind. Why wouldn't you do what you know to do when you're in pain? So that's when I came across coaching to help people to change. So I really only meant to be a better physiotherapist, not to become a coach. And then found how much I loved coaching. I was invited to speak at more and more conferences about what coaching really meant. Met people who then said, you need to come and work in the corporate field, which I'd never done in my life, of course. And then invited to China, invited to the Middle East, to the US to do some coaching work. So it's always been really organic. And then What happened with that and why I'm so grateful for the work we're doing together is because I got to a ceiling, which is not the sort of traditional glass ceiling that other people put in the way. It's that in 2019, I flew for almost 40 weeks of the year. Like there wasn't any more time for me to make a bigger difference. Mm -hmm. So that's why I got to this stage where I actually last year, I had intended to do a bit less, but not <laughs> careful what you wish for in life. Yeah. So, I think all of us are kind of thinking, did, did I actually wish this to happen? Did I did I actually those wishes that life would just slow down for a while, that I could just have a year to do nothing? For me, it was all about the school run. How quickly can I drop doing the school run? I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> yeah, now you start longing for the school run, right? Well, not quite, but not quite. It's not that, things aren't that bad. No. Yeah, so it I think one of the joys, the sort of flip side, if you like, of such an organic, beautiful, magical business building where I'd never promoted myself, I'd never marketed myself, Mm -hmm. is you get to the sort of multiple six-figure mark, which is lovely, and then there's nowhere else to go because you're so busy doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, it required, been, and it requires you to be fully present at all times because that's the way you've built your business as a speaker and a coach. Yeah. Totally. And if, if as happened in the end, I couldn't get on a plane, you know, stuck. It's gone. Yeah. So last year was all about taking everything I do online, but also being more conscious about what is it I want to do. And mm-hmm. and what I realized, this is where legacy creation came from, was that that's what I'd been doing for a long time. And I'd got all these different messages I was giving in all these different ways. And in fact, the, the podcast has been amazing for that because it really helped me say, what are the key pillars of what I'm saying? What are my key messages? If you had to jump on a session now and talk to somebody, what would you say? So that that's been utterly incredible for me. And that we talked about this yesterday. I supported Lisa on her launch day. One of the things that people are always quite surprised about when they come to work with me and consult with me on their podcast is that 
I often work with very well-established business people and they think, well, I know my ideal client. I know who I'm speaking to. But when we break that down to actually who might tune in and at what stage in their journey do you want to catch them and how can you pique their interest enough, give them enough so that they love you, they trust you and they know that that message is for them. And I love that unraveling process. I love pulling it back because suddenly you've got a met, you realize, well, this is actually the core of my work. So it gets deeper and deeper. And I think that surprised you a little bit as we were working through that. Yeah, because I knew I was in the process of doing it. And I'd done a rebranding exercise at the end of last year and moving into this year. So with a new website coming live and things, I'd done some of that, but it felt like another layer of it, to be honest. Hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you find this in life that there are some things when you, the things you do, which are your zone of genius, it's very hard to find somebody else who can help you to do it. So I spend so much of my life helping business owners and entrepreneurs and corporate leaders decide who they're focused on. And then when it came to myself, I was really struggling with that. And I, yesterday and this morning, and I've had such an affirmation of a message that I often give people, which is when you niche down, you allow people to find who you are. But those people who still want you will work harder to get in front of you. Mm. So we really positioned this as being for female game changers, even though some of the, many of the people I work with are male, but I really wanted to focus this on female game changers. I've had so many messages since it went live last night saying, I'm a man. I really like this. I'm going to keep listening. It's sort of a little bit defiant. <laughs> and I, but what's interesting is that we talk we talk about this in creating a podcast, is that when you're really super clear on who you're speaking to, it doesn't mean the other people won't listen. They will. You'll still attract them. But those who you're directly speaking to, you, you, can, you can be much clearer in what you're saying. And we, we find that time and again. So in terms of you personally creating your own legacy, Talk to me about what that means to you. What journey are you on? Where are you going? And why does it matter? Hmm. So for me, what I realized is I have change-making FOMO, which was what was exhausting me. So, you know, when people say to me, we need you to come to China and help evolve parenting in China. Well, I'm not a parent coach, but yeah, but we need you. Okay, I'm coming. And that's what was ex exhausting for me. And what I realized was I've been through all these different niches in life. I've, I've specialized as wealth creation coach and spiritual coaching, you name it. And all of those things come together under legacy about, creation coaching. Yeah. My, it's about finding my, all elements of you. It's all elements of you and what you stand for. It is. And it also allows me to... I always want to get to the root of something. Mm. So I remember that I always wanted to go and do a job in humanitarianism. The thought of being in the field, looking off, you know, helping people at, in the depths of their lives really made felt amazing to me. And then I realized what I want to do is work with the root causes of what causes that. How can I stop that from happening? How could I help to reduce the need for that? And that's the beauty of legacy creation. I get to work with so many different people who are working at the root causes. 
So rather than try and spread myself too thinly doing working with all the different causes that matter to me, I'm working with, with all of them, but at the heart of it, I'm helping those people who are already experts in their field to become absolute game changers, mm. to do what they already do brilliantly. I can't help them with that. They're the experts on that. But I can help them to be more strategic about how they do it, to get their own voice heard more readily, to find their power so that they project their voice. So, so this is what I'm doing. I'm working to really shift what we mean when we say change making. And what do you think was the moment when you realized that that was what you were doing? You know, <laughs> when COVID hit and I didn't get to do it anymore. Right. When I, because I was so busy doing it and responding to life and reacting to the requests and suddenly I was in lockdown on my own I, I live on my own couldn't even see my daughter and granddaughter who live around the corner I'm here alone thinking I'm not doing it anymore and then the question came up what what is it you're not doing exactly what are you not doing w what is the gift here what is the vision you you can't live like that for the next 10 years no that that's not that's not modeling for other change makers what change making should look and feel like. Uh, I think there's something really important there is that we have, despite however hard it is for many around the world, we have been given an opportunity to change what we do. Mm -hmm. And whilst that might be uncomfortable, actually there, there's tremendous opportunity. So I know that Lisa's podcast within a short space of time is going to be in many, many countries around the world in a very short time frame, without Lisa having to have hours and hours of travel and being in hotels. And you can start to affect more change. Why do you think we're driven, some of us? Why do you think we're driven to want to leave a legacy? I honestly believe that we're all driven to lead a legacy and some of us cover it up. Oh, oh that's just really hit home. <laughs> That's really hit home. So I think all of us have unique and exceptional talents and gifts, hmm. but we often shy away from them because they're uncomfortable or we've not acknowledged them because of a lack of childhood support and a lack hmm. of self-belief and limiting belief. That's actually my, the whole thing we're talking about today, Get Visible on Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Hmm. That's really what my book is about, is about how you see that potential in yourself. Hmm. And for me, initially, my work started really a long time ago as an actor, but it was always about being seen to prove mm. that I was enough, mm. which came from a place of self-doubt. And it was very ego-driven. But now it's about, well, how can I, how can I expand to help others? Mm. And I think in us recognizing the potential that we have and that it's, it, it's about other people and the world and what comes after us, what's, what's current. A legacy, I think, can also be what happens now. It's not necessarily years and years in the future, but they are, we are really making a difference. I think that there are so many more people waking up to the fact that they want to do this. Is that mm. something that you're experiencing? Definitely. We're in this big shift in humanity where people are saying there must be more to life than this. And uh, when people suddenly have this massive interruption in their life, so many people are going to have another big interruption when they go back to what they think they're going back to. 
Mm. And and people can see that, you know, as, as hard as it is, for instance, to be at home with two kids and your spouse all day, if that's where you are, there's a part that becomes normal and then you're you're going back to something else where you don't get to see them anymore. And, mm. and those moments in life shake us. You know, it's really hard for human beings to go from pretty good to awesome. When everything is awful, when we're like me last year, suddenly massive dip in my income. I'm home. I'm lonely. I'm not getting all that thing. Pick myself up, launch a podcast, write a book, relaunch my business, rebrand my business. When everything was really good, I was in that sort of velvet lined rut of success. Mm -hmm. So, you know, human beings are wired. We're pack animals. On our own, we have absolutely no use. We're not safe on our own. I mean, now I've got a house, right? But I'm talking in terms of how human beings are programmed and evolved. Mm -hmm. So we're wired to contribute to each other so that we stay together. We're wired to... Oh, I love this. is making me go all tingly. This is making <laughs> me go all tingly. I think, I, I think that's really powerful. We are wired to want to contribute. And actually, when we can't in any, any way, shape or form, that's when we become unhappy. Yeah, and that's when we start pushing other people away and we start getting triggered by other people. And that's when we start saying, well, it's not nice to earn a lot of money or it's not nice to do this or it's somehow not. We try and defend unconsciously this fact that we're not making a difference. And actually to pay attention to our triggers, to pay attention to the people that really annoy us or that we get jealous of, because they are, even if we really never want to do things the way they're doing it, they're triggering something in us, which is our pure potential saying, well, come on then, Mm -hmm. come on. If she's doing it that way and you don't like it, how are you going to do it? So true. I'm not going to ask you who has recently been a trigger for you, (laughs) but what was it? that you realized you needed to do differently by watching someone else? I think for me, you know, it's a constant thing. When I get triggered, my attention is immediately to my trigger. Mm-hmm. So so I suppose probably the thing, a, a big shift, and I even noticed this this morning, Anna, because I was telling a friend of mine, a friend of mine messaged me, and she said, you must be so uncomfortable because you hate talking about how good you are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I replied and I said, but I'm not. I'm talking about how important my message is. Uh-huh. And I think that's one thing that used to really trigger me is arrogance and look how good I am. But, but that's how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. And some people were being arrogant and saying, look how good I am. But most of the people that were triggering me were just talking about what they do. Okay. And for me to really own that and say, you know what, Lisa, what you do, you need to talk about this. You need to get this message out there. People need to hear it. Who are you to choose to be a little bit superior than the people who are speaking out about their message? You know, when you put it that way, it's mind blowing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I love a good trigger. It, it, it kicks me out of inertia. Because I think particularly those of us who are in the the self-development, the growth, the business space, a lot of which happens online these days. Mm -hmm. It is easy to see someone else and think, well, hold on. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like what they're putting out there, but there's Mm -hmm. always a reason. What is it they're doing that you wish secretly you were doing, but in your own way. Mm -hmm. And there's always a lesson to learn. 
Always. Always. And often that, like you, like you described, the, the trigger is something you're not doing. The trigger is what you're not accepting about yourself or what you're not admitting you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you acknowledge that, because it's always about you, it's always about something that's gone on earlier in your in your childhood or your life, mm-hmm. then you can move through it and grow. And it was never about that person. They've just been that catalyst for you realizing, okay, there's something I'm not doing here. What is it? What am I trying to notice? Mm. Although some people are really annoying. I'll put that out there too. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean that. I'm not saying that everybody is doing everything perfectly and it's just about you being poked by it. Mm. It's that some of the people that trigger me, I will never do things the way they do it because I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't fit my values or it just doesn't feel right. Mm. Sometimes it, it's genuinely not very pleasant, I think. You know, I, I, that's true as well. Yeah. But the reality is that there are lots of things in the world that are unpleasant, but that thing that bothers you, that thing that annoys you, that you, you know, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you think, oh, gosh, that was so annoying. It's like the things you hold on to, I believe, are your psyche, your your pure potential. Saying, come on, just please Notice listen. Me. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> So then for someone who thinks, I've got it in me to make a difference. Mm. I don't know who to. I don't know how. Mm. Where do they start? Start with your wildest daydreams. Because for most of us, we do know, but we've covered it up with limiting beliefs. If you could do whatever you wanted to do, what would you do? When you're having a moment and you're thinking, oh, I wish I weren't doing this, what do you wish you were doing? Start with what you wish you were doing. Like it's going to give you one end of the string and then you follow the string back to your legacy. You don't have to know all of the answers straight away. And often often when, when I work with people in a similar capacity, the first thing they say they want is, you know, their financial gain. They want, they want the financials because then they think that that's going to fix everything. But the truth is that's not going to drive you and motivate you, really. It's not. And when you get to that point that you have all the financial stuff sorted, where do you go from there? Once you've got the nice car, you've got the the savings in the bank, that actually isn't enough to to sustain, nurture and I guess encourage you to do more because it's not purposeful enough. And so, yeah, it's looking at, well, once I'd got the money, once I'd got the lifestyle, well, what then? What would I then be doing with my time? Once I've enjoyed playing with that, once I've had the holidays, what then? What am I then? Mm-hmm. So, okay, as we, as we wrap this up, what is your message for people who think that they are ready to leave a legacy on this world? Um, that you are. You are ready. If you think you're ready, you're ready. Own it. Love it and recognize that you need to start with your own life. That's the first, that's the first step. You talk to somebody, plan it out, get excited about what your life is going to be like and get started. Just get started, people. Take some action for sure. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa. Those of you who are listening, we would love you to go and check out Lisa's new podcast, the Legacy Creation Podcast. If you are listening on a on a um 
a podcast app right now. You can go and find it in Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you can just go to the show notes and click the little link below and it will take you wherever it's going to be easiest for you. And I'd just really like to thank Lisa for joining me on the show today. I hope that you found this interesting and go check her show out. And if you know that you are ready to raise your own profile, that you want to make a difference in some way, then do come and check out my challenge, raise your profile, raise your prices.com. Again, the link will be in the show notes wherever you're listening today. That's it from us. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.